ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Welcome in, Paul Swan, your host for this Tuesday edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Glad you're along with us. We're getting you closer to Marshall in Eastern Kentucky. We'll get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Labor Day was fun yesterday. Um, If you missed the show... I'm going to have some of those interviews posted later this week online. We play back a lot of interviews from coaches and player interviews. Yesterday was player interviews. Today is going to be Don Colliday. We'll have him coming up here in a little bit. Also, a couple interviews that I didn't get a chance to get to yesterday, Alex Millette, Obi Obiolo. We're going to hear from those guys. And uh, if you didn't hear um, from um, the players yesterday, there's one soundbite we're going to play for you. Malik Thompson ratting out Doc Holliday. I'm just going to set that up now. We'll hear from him and then Doc's reply to that later on. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, This is going to be a fun week to talk about, Eastern Kentucky. Marshall and Eastern Kentucky, they haven't played in 25 years. That's crazy. They have not played in that long of a span. I mean, if you look at how far apart these two schools are, we're talking maybe – couple hours 120 miles something like that so why aren't they playing more of course well eastern kentucky is an fcs school marshall's an fbs school but once upon a time they played a lot in the fcs championship the playoffs so that was fun football so i'm looking forward to that coming up on Saturday, so we'll talk more about that here from Doc Holliday a little bit later on. But we want to open the phone lines up because we haven't had a chance to do that in the last couple of days, yesterday being Labor Day. And Richard was first in line. He wanted to be on the program, so he called in early. And I'm not going to have him wait. Richard checking in from St. Albans. He is up on the drive. Go ahead, Richard. Hey, bud. Hey, I appreciate it. I'm up in an area we can't hear you, so I wanted to call in early. I'm I've got a crawl. Do you remember when Marshall played West Virginia at home? Yeah, years ago. Okay. Okay. Do you remember that was the last time Marshall got to play Country Road? Well, if I understand this correctly, if I remember this correctly, um, there were a, a lot of fans who didn't like that because that song is more identified with West Virginia University. Than with really? Marshall, really? yeah, I think that's what some of it was. There was some complaint that some fans felt that, all right, this isn't this isn't Marshall's song. This is a song that West Virginia University is playing and singing. So we want our own thing. So I think that's uh, what happened there. I, I'm gonna have to research that a little bit. It's been a few years, well, but I do believe that's part of why you don't hear Country Roads. Yeah, I know Marshall's well, a school. Go ahead. The band director also made up a made up a song where he had all three West Virginia songs in it. They stopped that too. Uh, I don't remember all three all three of them are, but he had a they called it something where he he, he created the song with all three. I just when West Virginia stands up there at the end and they sing Country Road, it just gets in my call. It's just I, I'm sorry, I just. It's just something else that I don't like about that university. But if the fans say they don't want it, 
That's great. It's That's a great, great song. I mean, it's the best song about Virginia that I've ever heard. Virginia? It's about Virginia. Come on. Well, Shenandoah okay, River. Take drive. About. Let's drive to the Shenandoah River. Where, where's yeah, the majority right. of that at? Yeah, I never thought about that. You, you're right. You're, it is about Virginia. It's about uh, Western Virginia. West yeah. Virginia. That's what it's yeah. about. That's not about okay. West Virginia. The only thing about West Virginia in that song is country roads. That's it. There are lots of well, country right. roads in, in, yeah. in the state. Okay, you you settled my you settled me down. I've I've been I'm a seventy year old being on that. I just it just got to my crawl when they stopped. I said, You son of a gun. I said, You're not the only university. But you I'm gonna from now consider that a Virginia song and I'm not gonna worry about it. I'm not worried I'm about it. Sure yeah. It's a Virginia country. song. It's a Virginia song. I mean, if, if if somebody wants to go take a bus tour of all the locations, um, how much time you're going to spend in Virginia and how much time you're going to spend in West Virginia? It's a Virginia song. Don't Man, worry about. I wouldn't worry about that. At seventy years old, you got bigger things to worry about than than mounting well, your fans singing that. Enjoyed the, I enjoyed the homecoming game Saturday. I really got that was really cool. That uh, I was going to drive up there, but then I heard there was going to be a storm. I can't imagine our four guys sitting in the locker room that long waiting to play. Uh, but uh, I'm going to be there Saturday. Rain, snow, clear hell, buddy. I'm ready for it. I got my three tickets, and I got my dog. We're going to go, and we're gonna, I don't care what it does, but we're going to be there. There you go. Yeah, because this is going to be a fun time for some fans who remember Eastern Kentucky. Now, this yeah. isn't this isn't the rivalry it once was. It's not a rivalry anymore, but – Back in the day, oh yeah, you wanted to get after Eastern Kentucky, so this will be fun. Well, I want to. I want to see personally the new quarterback. I I enjoyed the young man. I really thought he showed some spunk, and uh, I think we got it this year. I'm not going to wait for the fat lady to sing. I'm going to be there. But thanks, thanks for clearing that up. For yeah, me. just don't worry about it. If someone asks you about that song, Blue Ridge Mountains and Shenandoah River are primarily right. located in Virginia. I mean, they touch West Virginia, but for the most part, you're singing about the Blue Ridge Mountains in Virginia and the Shenandoah River in Virginia. It's Don't worry about well, it. Don't lose any I sleep over call, it. I always call Morgantown the Pittsburgh, Virginia, Maryland, D.C. school anyway. So That's some, probably the nicest yeah. thing that's been said about that, uh, about that city, <laughs> at least from Marshall fans. Uh, I'll tell you, I'm sorry, I haven't liked them for sixty some years, and I'm and I'm not going to start. But what about the first again, few years of your life? What what were you what were you doing then? Just like yeah, from birth to I what was, five, uh, you, was, you didn't care. I was with my dad, and uh, we were sitting at the Fairfield Stadium watching the football games. Okay, and then I was at the uh, watching Red and Stone and D'Antoni play basketball. I was there, buddy. And I was also there when the game where the West Virginia player took his jersey off, threw it on the ground, and went over and sat in the Marshall Stadium. Check that one out. That's been a long time ago in yeah, basketball. That, that was a ways, a ways ago. <laughs> but uh, there you go. I'm glad. I, I'm glad I can lower your blood pressure. You're not going to worry about that anymore. You just it's not it's not a thing to worry about. I'm going to go to the doctor and have him check it. Thanks a lot. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. That is Richard and St. Albans. Don't forget, it's been a while, but I do remind you now that I am therapy for the tri-state. Country roads, don't worry about that. 
I mean, it's a, it's a wonderful song, and yes, the Shenandoah River and the Blue Ridge Mountains do touch West Virginia, but they're primarily in Virginia, and I'm not losing any sleep over it. I thought it was amazing that West Virginia and Tennessee, you heard all those fans sing that song. I thought that was great. I just don't lose sleep over that. I'm not worried about I'm worried about things that Marshall do. Marshall traditions. That's what I'm worried about. I'm not worried about country roads. You can have the country roads. It's about Virginia, but you can have it. There you go. Don't lose any sleep over it. All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get into uh, Doc Holliday's presser. We'll hear from him. We will take your phone calls as well. Got a couple of player interviews uh, from yesterday that we'll get into. And we'll do it all when we come back from break. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the September 4th edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Today was Doc Holliday's press conference, week two. Doc's always in a good mood. Doc's in a good mood week one because he finally gets to coach a game. Doc's in a good mood week two because he won week one. So it's always fun to go cover Doc when he's coming off a victory. Not to say he's in a bad mood when they lose, but it's just it's more fun. As Doc says, the food tastes better, everything's better. So Doc was in a good mood today. So Doc addressing the media earlier this afternoon. Didn't spend too much time on the game against Miami. He's looking forward now to Eastern Kentucky. So here's Doc Holliday's opening statement and remarks to the media. Okay, just uh, just, just Miami, you know, real quick, and we're moving on here, of course. But I thought the one thing I, I was happy about our football team is I thought, you know, with the adversity you face sitting in that locker room for four to five hours, and then that's tough when you're on the road with that, those delays and then have to go out. And I thought it, we came out and were prepared to play and, and started fast, which was good. So... About the biggest thing about to came out of that game is, uh, unfortunately, they didn't turn the ball over neither we. I thought offensively we took care of the football, which was huge. Uh, we got to create more uh, turnovers on defense, and then we got to shore up a couple things on special teams. But for the most part, uh, I was pretty pleased with the first performance. This Eastern Kentucky team, when you you put you watch them on tape, I mean, they're starting defensive nose guard was started at Notre Dame at one time. They got linebackers at Tennessee. Uh, they got. Uh, Starting tailback Scott was the guy who started for Louisville a couple years ago. So they got two defensive ends that play for, that can play for anybody. They had five sacks against Kentucky a year ago and had a chance to beat Kentucky on the road at Kentucky. So I mean, don't, nobody needs to think this team is a team that's going to come in here and and can't play because they can. And they got good players and they're well coached. So this week will be no different than the other week. We got to make sure we do a great job, you know, preparing for these guys and, and be ready to play because. I say I come in here all the time and tell say somebody somebody's gonna get beat you shouldn't every week it happens and if you look at last week uh, there was about three or four one double A teams that beat one A teams and it'll happen again this week somewhere so you just gotta make sure it's not us. Eastern Kentucky, if you didn't look at their game against Moorhead State, they ran the ball a lot. They racked up 404 rushing yards. Now, they've got some pretty talented guys. Moorhead State, sure, it's Moorhead State, but 
you you rack up 404 yards. They had 160 yards passing, 404 on the ground. So obviously they like to run the ball, and they saw something with Moorhead that they could take advantage of. They're going to put it on the ground. The question was asked of Doc, what does EKU do so well with that rushing attack? I mean, that Scott Kidd's a good player, and they got they got two or three tailbacks that can play for about anybody. And you know, they they, they run extremely hard. You know, you put that tape on from a week ago, I and mean, not just last week, but turn them on against Kentucky last year, and, and people that you know people think are pretty good. And you know, they do a good job running the football, and uh, and they they're committed to doing that. And I'm sure they'll come in here and try to run against us. Now, Marshall, they're pretty good running as well. Not 404 yards worth, but Marshall put 171 on the ground, 272 passing, but they put 171 on the ground, opened up against Miami, had a couple of really good drives, ran the ball in. So the running attack is there. And Doc's got a, um, he's been working on this. Doc's got a full house package that I think is going to be very successful for him. And Doc talked about that full house package, the way they they load it up and run the ball. And here's his thoughts on what they're trying to do and, and why they're doing it. Yeah, something that we you know, we worked on since last you know last spring with some, you know, Anthony Anderson's a big back that uh, you know we take advantage of his skill set. And you know, Tim's done a nice job of developing some goal line package along with Greg. You know, Greg Hack has brought some things with him from more places he's been. So, you know, was pleased. Uh, you know, we had a couple short. You know, a couple. Four-minute situations, you'd like to finish it early on there coming out from the goal line. We put ourselves in a real bad situation. You got, we'd like to have gotten a first down there and, and ran clock. And the same thing there at the end, which we end up running it out. But, uh, you know, I, for the most part, I thought we ran the ball pretty well. And, uh, you know, we're doing a good job of getting Keon and, and Tyler and, and, of course, Anthony involved. And all four of those tight ends played, you know. And they're, they both, all four of them, bring a little bit different skill set to the table. And I thought Tim did a nice job of mixing and matching those guys. And and putting them in a position to make plays. One player that was focused on from Eastern Kentucky is Austin Scott. So here's Doc's thoughts on him. He's a big, you know, he's a big back. It's a talented guy, and uh, you know, like I say, he started at Louisville at one time, and and was a starter there, and they liked him. Now we talked to the people there at Louisville, who you know, of course, their strength staff was used to be our strength staff here, and they they think he's a extremely tough kid. That's a talented guy. That's uh, that's got a lot of ability. So. You know, we'll have to do a great job of getting him on the ground and tackling him this week. Now, the last few days after the game on Saturday, everyone that has come up to talk to me about the game, Isaiah Green, Isaiah Green. Isaiah Green comes out. We don't really feel surprised that he's going to be the guy getting the start. And he comes out 24-37 passing. 272 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's a he's basically a young man who a lot of people say grew up on Saturday in that performance against Miami. And so Doc talked a little bit about him and that performance against Miami. Yeah, I, th- I thought you know I thought I saw a kid that was uh, extremely you know composed for for a freshman to go out and. And uh, take care of the ball the way he did. You know, I felt that that was number one. I thought number two, he made good decisions, and 
you know, I thought, you know, sometimes we see quarterbacks, and we, we talk about all the time having the effect. When things break down, good things happen. And that seemed like with him, uh, you know, he finds a way to, you know, he keeps his eyes down the field. And when things do break down, he's able to make plays, which I think is huge for a young player. Making plays, that's something that comes up a lot when you talk about Tyree Brady. Nine receptions, 116 yards, caught touchdown passes for 30 and 21 yards in the second half. Third multi-touchdown game of his two-year career at Marshall. Fourth 100-yard receiving performance. Yeah, this kid can catch the ball, and he made some unbelievable catches out there. Doc talked about that. I'm glad he's on our team. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's he's just. I mean, and you know what? We, we talk we talked this morning, and you know, we'll make a point of it in our, our team meeting here this afternoon prior to going to practice. But you know, you watch just the way the guy goes to work every day. I mean, you, you guys are around here. You're probably writing stories, and 30 minutes after practice, he's down there working on his game. You know, catching balls off the jug machines, and you know, and, and he just. You know, he just he just loves the game, and he works extremely hard at what he does, and he's good at what he does. And whatever he gets, he deserves because he sure works hard at it. Yeah, he definitely works hard. I mean, you cannot take anything away from him. And uh, another guy Doc talked about a little bit was Malik Gant. Malik is um, – he's a guy that I really like talking to. He's also somebody who's out there who I think is working hard, doing everything right, does what the team asks of him. He's humble. He'll play wherever he's told to play to help the team. And Doc talked a little bit about him and his uh, evolution on this team. Well, he's a guy that uh, we, we, we talked about it yesterday in the meeting. Uh, he's a guy that first game last year didn't play a snap and play, hadn't played a snap for us and came in and was really disappointed he didn't get to play and but didn't you know didn't pout kept working extremely hard. By the end of last year, he was one of our better defensive linemen and. And heck, he's, he was our champion yesterday in, in that game Saturday. I mean, that guy here's a guy that just continued to work extremely hard and and didn't didn't pout about you know what was going on. Just wanted to get better as a player and went out there and played extremely well. And he's he's a really good player right now and playing really at a high level for us. To follow up on that, he's a guy who's worked his way through this team and he's proof that just you know, doing what you need to do, making plays helping the team, and good things are going to happen to you. follow-up question to Doc was, you know, how important is his message? And here's what Doc had to say. Well, it's a huge message. You know, most of the kids that you know, you get recruited at this level, they've played their whole life, and all of a sudden they get up there in that first game and they, they're sitting over watching, and that's hard on them. But uh, they, they got to learn to grow up. And, you know, and, you know, we've had a couple guys go in on, you know, for example, Gilmore went in on that punt return and, and got a key block to spring Tyler. You know, on that on that uh, run that he made there, that was, helped us win the game, and so Gilmore will play more. You know, he showed us on special teams he can go in there and make a play and help us, and which now we you know he'll earn our trust now to go out and play more on defense and other special teams. So, you know, things like that. There were a lot of examples like that that happened. You know, on Saturday, there were young players. You know, we we take we we take great pride around here of earning the trust of young players on special teams, and if they can run down and make a play on kickoff and. Help Joe Early's another guy that did a really good job on a couple special teams that uh, helped us helped us win that game. So, you know, young players will earn playing time on offense and defense by the way they perform on special teams, and if they do well there, then they're going to get more play on, on offense and defense. Another guy that I'm excited to see more of out in the field is Xavier Gaines, um, pretty speedy wide receiver, 
And Doc was asked about that. So he talks about how his presence, how he adds such a speed dynamic to Marshall. He does. And like I mentioned earlier here today that, you know, all four of those guys, you know, bring, and they all four played and they all four played, uh, you know, played pretty well. So, you know, Cody Mitchell brings a different skill set than, than X. And of course, Amani's Vice, a little bigger body. It's a little bit of a combination of both. And then we got the young freshman in there. Miller is a good football player. He went in and played a couple critical snaps, number one on the punt team, but two, he played a couple snaps on offense too. So, you know, those guys all have a different skill set. And Todd and, and Tim have done a good job of mixing and matching those guys and taking advantage of what those skill sets are. Finally, before we get into um, the fun part of Doc's presser today, um, you know the new red shirt rule. Well, you get, you've got a few opportunities to, to get out there. It's not going to hurt you. And so, if a guy's needed, needed one game, it's not going. He's not going to blow a year. I think it's a great rule. Now, there's maybe an opportunity for some kids to get into the game on Saturday. Doc maybe doesn't feel so as much. But he was asked about that. You know, are you going to be playing any red shirts for the EKU game? And here's what he said. Well, uh, you know, I, I don't know that. You know, I, I think you know one. You, you, as I mentioned before, you better you better play your best players. You better be prepared to play. You'll get beat. So, you know, we're going to do whatever we got to do to win the game. And and uh, if if they can help us go win that game as as Gilmore did on Saturday, then yes, they'll play. If uh, I'm not going to put a kid in there, you know, if he's not prepared to play. So, you know, we'll keep. You know, we're only in game two, and you know, I, I think Gilmore I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jason. I think he's the only true freshman that actually that went in and played that particular game. So, you know, as we go along, if if if, if need be, then we'll play those guys. If not, they won't play. Okay, so Doc takes care of um, of all the uh, important questions, and now here's something I want you to hear from yesterday. Malik Thompson, we're talking to him, and I asked him early on in the interview about just waiting. You've got the lightning delay, and we get into that thread a little bit more. I'm there. Grant Trailer from the Herald-Dispatch is there, uh, a few other from the media. And we get to the part where you know we're just asking, what are you doing? And the, the thread of music comes up. So I want you to hear all of this in context first. Uh, here's Malik Thompson talking about just the fact that they're playing music. That's what he's listening to. That's what's going on in the locker room while they wait. And then I want you to hear Doc's reply to that. But here is Malik Thompson first talking about the music. It's 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 music. It's really music. And then you have one area where guys just watch film and uh, guys want to be prepared, stay locked in. But mostly it's uh, mostly music and us uh, fellowshipping together. Also, Keeping the juice, also staying, uh, being hype, and just us always staying ready. Just keeping that mindset. You got, a film guy. Uh, I'm uh, more, I'm more of a film guy. I like, I like this, I like the, I like the scheme. I like the scheme against my opponent. Doc's definitely a music guy. Right? Uh, <laughs> Doc's a music guy. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Doc's, uh, Doc's definitely, he's uh, definitely a. a He's he's definitely I'd probably say a music guy. He like he he, he listens to the music. He listens to uh listen to listen to the music with us and he likes the music we listen to. Also, he's all in. It's uh, whatever whatever gets us juiced up, he's he's definitely all in for it. 
Nah, he doesn't. He's he's fo- he's focused on the game. Uh, what what needs to be done? He likes the same music you guys like. He doesn't. He, I mean, he, he, uh, he, he kind of does. He kind of likes it, but he, he listens to it because he, it gets us juiced up. So he's always down for us. What do you think he listens to? Uh, he listens. Uh, I know Doc listens to uh, some country music. Uh, he, he listens to like a little slow down country. He always says that. He says, "Yeah, put that on. That's what we need." <laughs> and I like and I. <laughs> Oh, Key, uh, Keon, Keon, yeah, Keon is. Keon, Keon's the best DJ we got. He's the best DJ ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could Doc be like, yeah, uh, Keon, somebody, somebody, t- take it off, take it off, put, put the country on, and I like it. I like both. So, so Keon's put like a mixtape together. Or is he, he put it on the fly? How's he doing? He just he just really I, Keon just he puts it on the fly. Keon, I'm I'm telling you, Keon's a he's he's a great he's good with his music. He has like a little custom um, thing on his phone where he can like slow the music down, speed it up, all kind of stuff. He's really good. Keon's really good with things like that. So the team DJ is Keon. So he's the one making the mixtapes. He's the one making the music on the fly, and I had to ask that question. I couldn't let that go. Wait a minute. Doc likes the same music you like? Really? And we got to the truth of the matter. He's liking the country. He's probably listening. He's probably on the way home. He's tuning in to Big Buck Country 101.5. He's tuning in, listening to the old country slow jams there. And he got asked about this today. Not specifically the country music part. I should have followed up on that. But... Doc was asked about the music because, as you just heard, Malik kind of ratted him out. Here's Doc's response to that. I want you to know that was the worst thing I ever did in my mind. As you talk about it, it's like putting you in a torture chamber or something, having to sit and listen to that for five hours. My God. But uh, I told Jacob from now on that, plus the damn speaker was right by the coach's locker room. So that thing's going to the other end from here on out on the way games. I know that. But. it was awful, awful. But uh, Keon in charge of the locker room music. You know, I worry about a lot of things, but, I've, you know, I pick my battles, music in one of them. So if they, <laughs> if they, if it, if whatever they want to play, they can play. And, and I, as long as they go out and play well on Saturday, I don't care what to music. I'm, I'm going to find a way not to have to listen to it anymore. It was not not good. I, listened, I thought it was ringing my ears all the way back on that bus ride home for three and a half hours. But uh, it's all good. It's a happy bus. Somebody get Doc some noise-canceling headphones, please. Somebody help him out. Do me a favor. All right, when we come back from break, uh, we're going to hear from Alex Millette from yesterday also, uh, Obi Obialo. We'll hear from him. We'll make time for your phone calls, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back. It's the Tuesday, September 4th edition. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We've been previewing Marshall's matchup with Eastern Kentucky, looking back slightly on the win against Miami of Ohio. A couple of player interviews from yesterday. First off, I'm going to talk to Alex Millette. 
And when I talked to Alex yesterday, I wanted to kind of get a feel for what it was like waiting all that time in the locker room. That was what I was asking most of these kids first and foremost. Just kind of get a feel for what you do during that time, just waiting. And uh, that's what we start off with with Alex. And then we'll get into the game itself and looking ahead to Eastern Kentucky. So first up, here's Alex Millette from yesterday. As far as being in the locker room, it was pretty crazy just because, like, we were in there for, like, four hours, and for four hours straight, there was music being played as loud as it could possibly be played, and we were all jumping around and dancing and singing like we were about to go out the next, like, the next minute, and, uh, you know, we were sitting in that locker room almost like, you know, we were really, really ready to go by the time we got out there, but, you know, everybody was, I mean, it's getting worried just because you're in there for, you don't know what's going to happen, but... Coming out there and scoring on the first two drives like that was just awesome to see. What did you do personally to get ready, stay ready during that? <clears throat> I just have a good time. I just like having a good time. I just, me and Levi and Will and, you know, everybody on our team just sit there and dance and sing like like we're just stupid and it's just fun. Was that what you expected when you went out there finally got to play, just pouncing on Miami right off the bat? I mean, they made a game, obviously, but... For that first few plays, you guys really established that okay, this is our ball game. Yeah, I mean we, I mean we prepared every single day since spring ball. You know, obviously with the new coordinator and everything, and uh, we knew what we had. But you know, it's a new season. They had a lot of like returning starters back, so we didn't know what we were going to get. But, you know, as soon as that, as soon as that first snap came, we're like, all right, let's go. You know, we got this. What was the mindset whenever they started making that? Um, just come together and just keep going. You know, do what it do what we want. You know, as a team, this is probably the closest team that I've ever been on. And the, I mean, when they started to come back, no one was you know getting on each other. We just came closer together, and we're like, all right, time to go. That initial surge that you all had, and being able to establish the run early, it looked like they started out wanting to run a safety directly over top of Tyree. Do you feel like you got them out of their game plan early by establishing the run? Yeah, and. Uh, you know, obviously we have weapons all over the place, and being able to run the ball and pass the ball definitely, you know, they can't just key on Tyree or they can't just try to key on our run. And being able to establish a run early really helped us out, you know, trying to get one-on-one coverage with Tyree and then us, you know, as you guys saw, throwing it up to Tyree and letting him make the plays. You, you knew what Isaiah could do in practice, but to do it when the lights come on for the first time, what would did that surprise you? Did you kind of think, okay, that's what he's been doing? I had full confidence in Isaiah. He, uh, you know, he, sh- he showed us every single day, whether he was running with the ones or twos or wherever he was, he showed us every single day that he was ready to go and ready to make plays. And, you know, he's always just been, he's been, he's one of the most competitive people I've ever been around. And he goes to work every day just with the mindset that he's going to outwork every single other person on that f- field. So I knew that when the lights came on, he was ready to go. Kept his cool and stuff in the mm-hmm. Great composure during that game. We sort of look at the fact that there's so many veterans on this team, but you all, and for you guys in the O-line room in particular, you deal with the new O-line coach in his first game. You're dealing with the new offensive coordinator. How juiced up were those coaches for this game? I know that players get juiced up, and it's not hard for their drilling, but, but could you see that from the coaches too going into this game, the excitement with Greg and, and Coach Cramsey? Yeah, they were they were real pumped up. You know, they've, they've – I mean, when we have offensive meetings, they're always talking about how excited they are. Greg's always talking about how excited he is to be able to coach us. And, and 
I know we've only been with them since spring ball, but I've, we're very, very close with our offensive coordinator and our offensive line coach, and he's almost like a second father to us now. And uh, so going out there and see how excited they were when we were out there playing well, it was awesome. It's second, is this week now to, uh, for improvement and, and not to overlook an FCS team, Eastern Kentucky's got a proud tradition, but do you guys try to get better yourselves this week? Is that what you're um, I don't. I don't think we treat this game any 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 different. I think we. Great thing about Doc is he makes sure that we prepare, like we prepare for, like we're preparing for South Carolina, or any team that we're playing. You know, he he just make like we sit there and we prepare and we try to be our best selves. You know, I think every game is about us, not about the other team. So we go out there and just fight and you know try to be the best that we can be all the time. That's Alex Millette, and we finally go to really, uh, I think, one of the more exciting players out there. I can't wait to see more from him. Here's um, here's what Obi had to say. Again, I talked to him a little bit when I was um, asking him questions yesterday, just kind of get a feel for what it was like having to wait since uh, the delay hit. They hadn't uh, had their, um, you know, they they hadn't just finished their pregame meal, and then all of a sudden ready to go no you're gonna wait a few more hours so uh, here's Obi from yesterday I mean it's definitely hard like because we've been waiting since the spring but uh I mean the coaches and their strength staff they did a good job is just giving us food allowing us to relax and we just came out like y'all seen and just ready to go yeah talk about that uh, you, you wait for hours and you know you got to reaccelerate you know you mm-hmm. accelerate to the point where okay it's we're going here Hold that back and then just reaccelerate. And you came out and really established yourself early, uh, both sides of the ball, against Miami. I mean, they didn't seem to have that same spark or that same jump that you guys did. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, like we, we've been ready. We've been waiting for this moment. Like We all know what we're capable of, and we were just excited, just ready to just show the world what we can do. Yeah. Talk a little bit about this week now. What, what, do you, what do you want to improve on from Saturday coming in for your home opener? This uh, against EKU, uh, I would say probably just just uh, less mistakes. Try to play uh, as perfect as possible and just show the fans. Just put on the show for the fans. First home game of the season. Just have fun. How excited are y'all to come back here? Finally, back in your home stadium. Oh man, we're excited. It's first first home game of the season. Been a long time. Uh, we're just really, we're just ready to get to practice and just, just get to game day. And what did it say about y'all's team to be able to hold them off there at the end? Uh, we're resilient. We, uh, no matter what, we can still get the job done. And what did y'all learn from that, <laughs> from that experience? Uh, I mean, just keep your poise, no matter what, distractions. Uh, outside forces like the thunder and stuff like that. Just, just keep. You got to keep playing no matter what. How do you, how do you just, how do you focus? You personally, how, how do you focus knowing that I'm just gonna have to sit here and wait now? Yeah. So, I mean, what was it that you were doing that maybe kept you ready to go? Uh, I was pretty. I was just chilling, just uh, just listening to music, just on my phone, watching film, stuff like that. We was all really doing the same thing. People were sleeping, stuff like that. That's Obi, his um, his experience on Saturday. So that's going to do it for player interviews. When we come back from break, we're going to wrap this one up. We'll still have some time for a couple of quick phone calls, so you can get them in at 877-420-TALK, 
420-8255. We've got more of The Drive coming up here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Just a couple minutes left on the program. We'll be back at it tomorrow. David Collins will join me from the West Virginia Power. We're going to recap the season. He texted me yesterday, um, season's over. So we're going to do the post-mortem. We'll talk to him tomorrow on the program. And, of course, get your phone calls in. Looking forward to that as we're getting closer to the home opener against Eastern Kentucky, a game you can listen to right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So the coaches' poll is out today. And the biggest loser has to be Miami. They drop to 21st. They dropped 13 spots. LSU, they jumped nine spots. They, right now, are number 15. So that was a pretty impressive win by them. Alabama, according to the coaches, still number one. Clemson's number two. Georgia is number three. Ohio State. And the coaches' poll drops to number four. Oklahoma is fifth, Wisconsin six, Auburn seven, Notre Dame eight, Stanford nine, and Penn State ten. Uh, I am scrolling down looking for FAU. FAU, are you getting any votes? No. Um, Kentucky got 13 points. They got 13 votes. Okay. That's not bad. Appalachian State got a few points. All right. Cincinnati got three. Houston got four. Duke got nine. I'm not surprised there. Not big representation uh, from Conference USA. FAU took it on the chin, didn't they? They took it on the chin. And finally, I know it's week one, but already start making your bowl plans because Jerry Palm's playoff projection has... Alabama taking on Oklahoma and Clemson taking on Ohio State. And where will the herd go? The herd is projected to go play in Hawaii on December 22nd as Marshall will face off against Hawaii. Get your tickets now. See, Marshall's going to Hawaii. Is Marshall, are they going to just pack up and say, you know what, we're going to Hawaii? as well before Christmas go ahead do it that's going to do it for this edition thanks for everyone who checked in today appreciate it back tomorrow we'll get you one day closer to Marshall and Eastern Kentucky for our producer Gabriel Sellers I'm Paul Swan and this has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930